You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's up, everybody? Happy February. Wow, that month went by really quickly. I don't know about all of you, but for me, January just disappeared. It's Vox and Hops, episode number 18. Today, I am with Martin Lacroix. For those of you who don't know who Martin is, Martin was a cryptopsy singer. He is also an amazing tattoo artist, and I had the absolute pleasure of uh, hanging out with him for a night over in on the Hell Over Europe tour because he is now in Essen. He is a tattoo artist at a shop there. And he came out as he has in the past when we swing through the ad area. He likes to come out and scream, uh, scream a song with me. So he, that night he came out and he sang Graves of the Fathers. And it was a, a sold out show at the Turok in Essen. Great, great fucking night. It was uh, almost the end of the Hell Over Europe tour. Uh, we hooked up afterwards. He came up into the dressing room and we talked to each other head to head, singer to singer. I asked him uh, some interesting questions about his time before Chris how he got into tattooing, and uh, he, we also talked about uh, why he thinks he's no longer in Cryptopsy. So interesting subjects. He was extremely uh, forthcoming, very open, very mature about everything uh, that's happened and uh, where he is now in his life. So uh, check that all out on Vox and Hops episode number 18. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Martin Lacroix. This is Vox and Hops, number 18. We are live in Essen, and we just finished playing a show, a sold-out show in Essen, and uh, Martin came up and uh, performed uh, Graves of the Fathers with me, and uh, it was a blast. For those of you who don't know, Martin Lacroix used to sing for Cryptopsy. So uh, how was your experience on stage tonight? Tonight? Oh, man. Um, actually, uh, when you... <laughs> when you just need to do when when you just need to do one song it's fucking more stressful than when you're do, doing a tour so uh, yeah but uh, I, I used to practice alone a little bit at home and uh, a little bit and tried and this morning it, it was not there so I just get a tea with honey on it and uh, yeah so then the uh, the growl came out I was okay thanks I'm good for tonight it's funny how the uh, the stress uh-huh, of yeah, performing yeah. has such an impact on vocals yeah sure but yeah I uh, really 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 enjoyed it yeah yeah. to go back on stage and then after the, the stage performance to stay there and watching you guys still performing and football and everything I was man yes it was fucking cool it was a crazy crowd I would say probably one of the best of the tour so far uh, man you got yeah, fuck yeah people were there for crypto sea man F- fucking right they, they they were listening to you they were like responding after and every um, um, everything that you were saying or something like that, did they have a response? Man, that that was really really good. Yeah, it was fun, really fun. We're we're almost finished this tour. We have like nine more shows to go. It feels good to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but uh, it's sad. It's also sad. <laughs> What's well, a long tour? It says we're just thirty-two shows in a row, so. 
It's been intense. It's been intense. All you guys can hear at home, my voice is a little bit more raspy than usual. My post-show voice. So, uh, honey, buddy. Honey. Uh, yeah. Honey. I'm, I'm rocking the propolis. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're drinking a beer. We're drinking. Uh, I was like, Martin, where can I find good beer in Essen? Man, <laughs> I had a hard time, man. I need. <laughs> uh, once there's a, a, a kind of a, a, a depot somewhere, like in the industrial area, man. That I, I went there. You need a car to go there, <laughs> and then I find some few good beer there. That was cool, but um, actually here there's like maybe five, six, seven kind of beer, but it's. All pills and almost tasting the same about, except the Stauder that is from Essen, that's a little bit more tasty. Um, but there's a, from Germany, there's a Kostheiser, that black uh, stout that's really, really fucking good. But it's, I can say, really better um, on tap. Okay, versus that, in bottle. in bottle, yes. So, so you sent me on a mission to a Christmas market, yeah. which is very German for me. It brings back memories of my tour with uh, Beneath the Massacre in 2009. We were on tour in Europe around the same time. So we find this Christmas market, and it's, uh, for people that don't know what it is, it's a bunch of little kiosks with a whole bunch of like great food and shit that you can buy for your family and friends. Portemonnaie. It's like a hoarder's paradise. Uh, so I found a little bottle shop. They had a whole you, bunch of you good you found that place that yeah, I told yeah, you yeah. with a Slayer beer, Iron yeah. Maiden, whatever. Yeah, even Queen beer. But uh, it, it wasn't that good. That <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. They had a Star Wars, the whole theme uh, beer. I didn't, I didn't bite. But I did buy a McKellar. It's an IPA. It's called a Hair in the Mailbox. And uh, it's fitting because I went to McKellar. <laughs> hair in the Mailbox. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Okay, yeah. when I cut my hair... I just posted mailbox, man. <laughs> I was uh, in Denmark a few days ago, and I went to uh, McKellar Brewery, and I had a few drinks. So it's it's fitting to uh, taste one of these. Let's see what this sucker's got for us. Let's try this. Cheers. Prost. Prost, yes. It smells uh, fruity. It smells tangy. Smells fucking good, man. Oh, that's a real IPA. Smell, mm. but no. yeah, yeah. This is better than the one that I had at McKellar the other day. They had a New England IPA. Oh, I, I wasn't overly this, impressed. This is really good. Yeah, you can see the man, it, it's the like. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> this is the the first really good IPA I taste here in Germany since I'm living here for two years. Wow, wow, man, that tastes so fucking good. What brought you to Germany? Um. Um, uh, it was like five years that my life was a bit uh, stagnate uh, in Montreal, artistically and personally, and um, I wanted to move in Europe, uh, especially for uh, for the artistic move, movement, uh, the culture and everything, and uh, because I'm doing more like uh, realistic tattoos and whatever, so I, there's more people here that's doing that kind of thing, and a really great one, so I wanted to swim in the same pool of the greatest one, you know, to, to be a part of that, that I couldn't 
fine back in the days in Montreal. Uh, so then I started doing some um, guest spot artists uh, in Köln, in Belgium, in Essen as well uh, for a few years. And then uh, a tattoo studio here um, offered me a permanent job and uh, offered me to help me to find a flat and everything. So I just jump in. That's it, yeah. So, so everyone listening, Martin is an extremely talented tattoo artist. Thank you. Which is why he's here. Uh, all of Cryptopsy's bases, Ollie Pinard's tattoos, most of them is all done by you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I popped the cherry out of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has a very particular, unique style, in my opinion. And uh, how would you you say it's realistic? How would you how more can you describe your style of tattooing? Um, realistic, but uh, surrealistic. Uh, I'm really into biomechanic, too bioorganic. I'm such a big fan of Giger. Um, uh, I'm I'm studying Giger art since more than 20 years. Let's say almost 25 years now. Uh, that I'm just not looking at the picture. I'm studying that how he's doing those textures. So then I can apply it. Um, those information into my tattoos uh, and most of that biomechanic uh, that I'm doing as a tattoo I'm doing it freehand really right. I'm oh. sitting with a customer right now uh, I have a little cons- consultation before talking about because biomechanic it's really large it's really a, a bit abstract so we can have like uh, aggressive biomechanic or more s- Sweet, or <laughs> I don't know. So then uh, I adapt my biomechanic to the client. I uh, will not do a really aggressive biomechanic to someone that is not, you know. <laughs> um, so that's it. So most of my, my biomechanic and dark art, I do it uh, free and st- straight on the customer that they. And with Sharpies, something like that. And then we talk about it and we check it out and we just go in and bang. And how long is a typical session for you to do like a... Mm, ah, it's hard to say some, because sometimes, uh, because it's freehand, um, sometimes after four or five hours, I, um, I cannot create anymore. So, so I just done what is there and it's cool. Uh, but when it's, we reach that the end of the project, then everything is there, and I don't need to create. I just need to um, polish like the, the the final result. So then we can have a seven hours tattoo and even eight with a few beers. Now it goes. It's just chill out and yeah. When when the tattooing start for you? <laughs> Damn. Um, I was 13 years old when I told my mother that I want to be a tattoo artist. Uh, yes, uh, she freaked out. Uh, you, you, you're going to hang out with bikers? You're going to fall into drugs? I'm, yeah, sure. No. <laughs> and at 14 years old, um, I built myself a tattoo machine with my Walkman. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then when I finished building that little machine, then I tattoo myself. I arrive at school the next day at 14 years old with a, a tattoo. Yeah, fucking rock and roll. Do you still have it? 
nine. Uh, because um, uh, uh, at that time I didn't know that you can put a print or even draw it with a pen before. <laughs> so I just put the picture right there and was okay, Martin. This is the time. <laughs> I just go with the machine right there, and uh, I just wanted to do a little scorpion, but it looks like a shrimp. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't want to have a shrimp on my arm, <laughs> so that's why I fucking cover it, even if it was my first one. Uh, and then at 18 years old, uh, my mother bought me from the pawn shop a real professional tattoo machine that was there for... Uh, 200 Canadian dollar it was there so th that was the first start of it and yeah who were some of your early mentors um, about the tattoos yes 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 uh, really Guy Chisson is he's one of my mentors but I take a lot of inspiration from painters as Dali or Dan Seagrave Dan Seagrave was one of uh the most guy who influenced me and says to me that man I want to do that I want to do that kind of art I want to do um, cover art for bands or something like that yeah which is something that you moved on to doing uh, cover art for, cover for arts, yes. yes sure sure now, name, uh, name us a few uh, yeah uh, it starts a little bit with my previous band that I have before Spass I, I did the logo and um, the, the cover art for the CD and then um, I worked a little bit with Vengeful uh, that I did the logo as well I did the logo for Pronostic um, I used to do some banner uh, stage banners for Agony uh, Spass even Cryptopsy when uh, I was fuck man yeah that fucking big you still have it? we still have it and oh, it weighs man. it weighs is a ton. Damn. We still yes, we still have that. Yeah. Fuck it's out. Oh, it's thirty feet yeah, by yeah. thirty feet. Yeah. Oh, damn. And I I did that like three three days in a row before <laughs> the concert at the medley uh, in two thousand one. The uh, he keeps looking yeah. over the flow for Shice. approval. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the, um, when I was like uh, sixteen or seventeen, uh, I, I watched um, Gorgot's Erosion of Sanity. From Dan Seagrave, and I was man. I want to do that in my life, you know. So I was keeping going. So then I, it's it's happened that I was like a friend with Luke, with Luke Lemmy. I tattoo him, and then I start doing a few design for him for a T-shirt and whatever. And for the reunion of Gorgots uh, in 2012, if uh, yes, yeah, in the right in that ballpark that, yeah. for Colored Sand. Uh, That's a sick cover. So then he came at my place and said, "Okay, Martin, I really think about it. I want you that you do the design for Color Sands." And I was like, "Really? Whoa, okay. This is like um, um, a, a little tap on your back, you know? That said, man, you you did a good choice in your life because I start with." thinking about Gorgots and that sea grave that I want to do that and then Luke asked me to do something for Gorgots so I was like really really honored uh, uh, about that like I am still like really Im impressed about that kind of friendship how it happened 
Yes, and sometimes you say, man, you need to believe in what you are doing and just keep on going and dig into it, and then you will have the result. That's right, yeah. Let's talk about metal. When did metal come into your life? Music. You grew up in a Bitsy B, you said before. Oh, that's weird. Okay. I, I will take a sip. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. So actually, when, when I was young, um, I mean, my parents, they were into music before I was born. When I was born, maybe I destroy everything about them. I don't know. Um, so at, at my place, uh, when I was like four, f uh, five, six, seven years old, the only thing that I had it was like fucking ABBA and Curry Art. But I used to like the more uh, rock song about like voulez-vous there's a little bit of rock behind it and uh, Corey Art um, that song um, Comrade Kiev okay that, but, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, but know, that, I know the name but I don't know but uh, that was that well. the, the most Heavy song on that fucking vinyl at the time, and then um, on secondary one, um, as a gift exchange, like student exchange, uh, someone gave me Pink Floyd, and then I really figure out fuck, there's something in music far beyond that it's not just music, there's something that makes you feel something. And then uh, when I moved back again to my mom, I get some friends, and then we were a little bit into DRI and tracks, blah, blah, blah. That was, okay, give you something. But the first night that my friend came with obituary because of that, uh, can I say that here that I was on Shroom? <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. I was on Shroom that night, and he put that fucking uh, cassette and. <laughs> All that and with that fucking uh, in intro uh, uh, between every song, you 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 hear slimes yeah, like, and like creates an doors open and whatever. So yeah, so the next day when I woke up, I said, "Hey, can you press play again?" It's oh fuck, it was real. <laughs> <laughs> so and then we were just like digging in the most extreme that we can find, uh, the suffocation, whatever, and then the carcass, uh, reek of putrefaction. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, more. Can we get farther than that? Yeah, and then um, I can say I was I was fucking seventeen when I fucking get cryptopsy blasphemy. Made, no, not blasphemy. The one before Angelto. Yes, and that was okay. Whoa, this this is more than carcass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we were just digging into the most extreme that we can find at that time. And after that, I discover Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath. <laughs> the history of it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when did you start screaming in bands? You mentioned you had a band called Spasma. Mm -hmm. Was that based in Montreal or in Abitibi? In Abitibi, yeah, of course. We were a bunch of friends. Uh, that we just start doing music and actually 
I was I was the first singer of that band, and then my mom just shipped me to my dad because I, I was too disturbing. Uh, with reason, <laughs> because she fucking she went to the uh, to the hospital when I left because oh, she boy. was in fucking depression with with reason. <laughs> and uh, then so they took another singer. So when the band uh, moved in Montreal, I was still with friend with them whatever so they were I we could do a concert but we don't have a singer I said, man man I can do it maybe I can try and then it start and it was good and we were just keeping going at what point did uh, you realize that you had an opportunity to join cryptopsy at what point um, actually I left Spas because of personal reason with friends in the band. So uh, maybe two months after, um, a friend of mine told me, hey, Kryptos is looking for a singer. But actually, the audition were already off, you know? So I even wrote an email, and really I can say I wrote that in the af- uh, end of the afternoon, and I let the computer open <laughs> for 24 hours. Just like, waiting like, for that really response. Thinking about, no, oh, no, before, no, before I press send. Before, I wrote it, and before I press send, I was rethinking about what I'm doing. Because if I get hired, there's really something involved. And then, um, you know, it, it's another life. So I was really thinking about that, whatever. And the next day, I pressed send. And uh, a few hours later, I didn't have any answers. So I, I pressed send again. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be sure that uh, they receive it. Yeah, so then uh, it started. Uh, I had a few um, a few jam with them at the local. And it, it went good. And then they just took me for beginning of the tour actually fuck man um i had eight songs to learn in one month and a half before we hit an european tour and the first concert was at the underworld in london which is always crazy and uh, the band were man we never been to london so you better be good (laughs) (laughs) no not no pressure at all and I used to sleep with like uh, with one song like in on repeat, on loop, yeah, on loop, yeah, exactly. Like so, every day was a different song. I, 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 so. How did you feel on that stage at the Underworld? Uh, fuck, I I, j- I just can't remember that after the concert at that the first one, I went back on stage and leaned on the floor with my legs on the wall because I was like, oh man, okay, this the first I just break the ice, you know, and uh, just uh, do I was good? Uh, it was all right. Or no, you were not tight. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the hardest on you the person. Um, all of them <laughs> um, F- Flo was uh, of course like that's his band since a long time so he was re into it uh, John was re into it too um, Alex I can say he was more friendly with me and tried to help me to get more into it something like that um, I, I, I I think there they were Art, but in a good way, in a friendly way, because they just want me to be better, 
something like that. That's sort of what Cryptopsy always is. We're always pushing ourselves and challenging yeah, ourselves to way, be better. That's the way you want to be. You just want to be in the middle. You want to be one of the best. So you need to push and to push, and that's it. So tell me about your memories recording None So Live. Oh, man. Um, that was a great concert. But I can really remember that that day my voice wasn't there. Really? Yes. Um, it, 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 it was like 80%. So every, every moment that I need to scream or something like that, I need to push like fucking more to get that 90% that usually that you have. So usually when the voice is there... You can push like 80% and you reach the 120% kind of. But yeah, that night I fucking need to fucking push every fucking note. If we can call it notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, that that was a fucking great night. It was fucking awesome. Sold out out medley. It was fucking 2,200 people there. It's yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. Cre- screaming cryptopsy and whatever with with that big fucking banner that I did at thirty feet by thirty feet. Yeah, bah, yeah. <laughs> and even that fucking banner was too big for them. Shiza. <laughs> <laughs> so sad- sadly, we can't use it very often because we have no fire, um, a fire permit for it. So nowadays, when we show up at certain venues, okay, but you can you can use a spray on it. Yeah, yeah, that'll be our. We talk about we'll it. We'll talk later. about it after. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you're not in cryptopsy anymore? I, oh, that's a hard question, dude. To answer um, honestly, in your opinion, in my opinion, okay, I. Okay. Uh, I can say that okay, I was in, I was there, blah blah blah, and then there's um, maybe a kind of friendship that I was looking for that was not there. But in an other side, it's a job or something like that. But at that moment, for me, I was looking more for friendship for um, for a bubble, like a, like a real band, and I didn't feel that something like that. Whatever, and um, somehow there's other things that happen in my life at, at that time. So I start sometimes to sk- skip jam, something like that. And they they were maybe um, obfuscated about that. I should be there more. Um, and then it was just like um, maybe a downward spiral, you know. Uh, I can say I. I can say right now that I could do it better, but if it happened at that time, it because of a reason. So I, it's hard for me to judge what happened. Um, yes, maybe Flo or something like that, or John, they were saying, oh, you need to improve your English or something like that. And um, I think that I was not that weak in English, you know, but maybe it was, uh, there's, there's other band that fucking from Sweden or whatever, they don't fucking talk English uh, at all. So, but uh, maybe that was another reason, but maybe I could say that I could be a little bit more present. That's my lack that I can say. 
but maybe if that lack was there from me because maybe there was something underneath mm. you know yeah for you your career as a tattoo artist might have not taken off if you were still touring as much maybe Oh, no, of course, of course. When it's in with Cryptopsy, uh, I was already tattooing, something like that, but more into uh, like a fast food tattoo shop, kind of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when it's end up with Cryptopsy, I was just, okay, now I focus on my tattoo and I push that. Because you never started another band. No, 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 no. I was doing a bit of back vocals sometime with uh, Augury. Uh, Augury, that's a band uh, that I did some banners oh, yeah? okay. and I did the logo as well. But uh, some little back vocals here and there, but not that much I'm, because I'm really more focused into my tattoo and art and my paintings and all that. Uh, because, ah, you know it, huh? You are a death metal singer. Man, if you don't have a band, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, you can't do it by you're yourself. Gonna, you're not gonna sing death metal into a karaoke or whatever. No, it's man, fuck it. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah we, we are not, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Lavoie or. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're moving on to our next beer. Ah, yes, of this course. is Bellhaven Brewery. I'm thirsty. I think it's from the UK. You're so Scottish, sweet, man. Scottish Brewing. It's called Twisted. Pineapple IPA. So it's gonna be hoppy, Arr. juicy, and fruity. Let's see what it's So got. my girlfriend will will taste that pineapple later. Ah. <laughs> uh, sorry, girlfriend. Fuck! I can already smell the pineapple, man. Maybe she's gonna taste it, man. <laughs> I really don't smell like pineapples. Bellhaven Brewery from Scotland. Hey, cheers! Prost. <laughs> mm. Tastes like pineapple, man. Still hoppy, malty a little bit. It's fucking cool, man. Mm. I, ne- I never taste something like that before. No, it's different. 5.1%. Mouthwatering hop bite. You, you just bought one? Mm. Ah, man. Matt. I know. <laughs> More pineapple. <laughs> Do you still listen to metal now? Yeah, of course. What what bands are you spinning? Oh man, I'm really I have a really wide range. Uh it, just even in music. Uh even sometimes uh Hans Zimmer, I found some part metal into that music. Um, I really like like the Russian circle. Uh, I like that for creating when I'm painting or when I'm tattooing. It's make a kind of um, a mood. But sometimes that fucking hate eternal man. Fuck, I'm such into that. Uh, that band just blow me away. And um, I I just listen to that in my headphones when I'm fucking drawing or something like that and gets me into the moods and also um, Septic Flesh man it, every fucking album it's like uh, it, it's like something new it's a surprise you you can't imagine what's gonna be the next song and uh, you, even with Septic Flesh I 
<laughs> I was surprised about myself that once I was drawing and then that riff just came in and just oh, stand up, throw my pen away and head banging. <laughs> so I, I was losing my headphones, man. <laughs> so where's my music, man? Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. And, um, but there's other band that I like so much that I don't listen to it. Because I want to keep it always as as a surprise. I don't want to get a, a over listen. Well, what bands would that be? Uh, Neurosis. This is one of my greatest band. But I on my own at home. Maybe I play Neurosis. Maybe three times a year, something like that. Maybe four. But it's always that moment that. I'm painting and I light a candle and it's special uh, and and I always have that feeling that, oh it's been a while that I've been listening to that album so oh, it's feel great you know what's uh, your favorite Neurosis album my favorite Neurosis oh man start to say uh, Time of Grace of course uh, Sovereign that Sovereign uh, man of course that album I don't want to listen to it too much because I I want to keep it as um, a surprise as as a special moment uh, and, and the latest album was, was the latest was fucking great oh man the, the name doesn't come with me with the horse on it yeah, yeah so, definitely uh, yeah. what Matt, Matt. I, I have it but I don't know yeah the with the horse so with the, bad, the fucking yeah. deer uh, yeah, yeah, horns yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, this is a fucking great one. And some, so once I was tattooing a friend, uh, man, just listen to something. I put that, and he, he was just like eyes open, like <laughs> and could not blink. And I was, man, dude, uh, what do you think? Eyes, uh, it's so negative. I was, yes, this is what is great about it. <laughs> yeah, and I need to mention too. Um, Gorgots that's a band that I don't listen to it too much but when I press play on it fuck I'm so much into it and Colored Sand uh, Colored Sands it's such a fucking masterpiece what's one of your craziest Cryptopsy tour stories <laughs> uh, man <laughs> that you can talk about. Uh, man, uh, yeah. When I when I entered the band, it was like, what's happening on tour? It stay on tour. I <laughs> uh, just remember once uh, we were in um, RV, yeah, and we were touring the states with Pierre Miard. Uh, so of course we don't pee in the toilet. So we used to pee in the fucking uh, McDonald big cups and to tr- and throw it by the window. Uh, so it was. The guy was like the, the passenger in the front. So, was like, okay, Alex, uh, uh, all this and throw this. It was like, fuck, man, this fucking full. That was fucking funny. But yeah, we used to smoke joint in that fucking um, little toilet of that RV. And Pierre Rimiard, he have a fake teeth. Uh, a, a fake tooth, and he, there was always like from resin, like <laughs> he, always like that fucking brown tooth. That was, that was fucking funny. Uh, but uh, there's another fast man. We were in Texas, something like that, and I was with Alex, and there were like three, four girls in front of us, like yeah, yeah, and can I have an autograph, something like that? And me as a 
stupid as I can be sometimes. I just, yeah, but we just sang on tits. <laughs> and she just fucking pulled out her shirts, man. I was <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a funny story, but I didn't expect that she, she fucking go topless. I just expect that she was man. What the fuck are you, but, America? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was funny. But if I think a, a bit more about it, maybe I can find another one. But maybe at the end of the interview, uh, what, what, what's the worst thing that's happened on tour? Oh, oh, uh, I remember once. Um, it was the second tour. Oh yes, with. It, it was with Dimo Borgir, I think. Um, I get like fucking really sick because we were driving from Florida to up. Uh, it was a winter, so we were driving like on the states, like from north to south. What a best way to get a cough and uh, a cold. And um, so uh, in Toronto, I was fucking fucking really sick. And I fucking barf on stage. No way. Where, while I was singing. Oh. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but it sounds like Lord yeah, Worm. Yeah. You know, it was kind of okay. But yeah, yeah. But I was, I had the fever and everything. And man, <laughs> I was, I was like, man, I had a job to do. I need to do it. <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I have some fucking barf on my shirt, man. And I was sliding on the barf, man. Yeah. Vomit sliding. <laughs> <laughs> that one, uh, I think it's, it's one of the worst. Uh, maybe there's others. Ah, uh, there's other time we, we tour in Europe. And, um, Fuck, we didn't eat that much. The bus driver was always lost. Even f every day, there's someone from the venue need to pick up us because we are two hours out of the town, fucking lost wow. everywhere. And so we stay in the bus for fucking 12 hours without eating. And then we... Yeah, we arrived in Poland. After 10 hours, we were not eating nothing. We were... 33 and there's 27 sandwich <laughs> I, and it's just sandwich you know with mayonnaise on on, on the shelf for it. all the yeah. afternoon but who's is not eating hey oh, <laughs> the new guy the merch guy <laughs> <laughs> do you miss touring mm. it was so cool man um, it's bring me a lot, to, and um, it's it's like such a moment that you need to put your ego on the side, and all the people are doing the same, and this is so nice because then you can meet people for real without ego, without nothing, and uh, those touring uh, yeah it's bringing you a, a, a lot of your own when you go sleep at night on your little bunker with like it's like six foot six foot long and fucking like uh, it's like a coffin yeah. it's like a coffin exactly maybe Lord Worm used to like that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but in that little coffin you have everything you have your bag you have your um, your clothes and everything and but it, that's you're living in your little home 
and when after every concert and every, after 20 days to 30 days uh, I don't know there's something happening and when you come back home after you're different mm -hmm. maybe if you're touring like uh, really often now it's not the same but like the first tour that we did you know and that that's bring me a lot uh, I I learned a lot about myself and yes when when someone's telling me that oh you're such a diva whatever fuck you man what you don't <laughs> yeah, know me come, man come, come on the road with yeah, us yeah you, you don't know what man if I was a diva I would never live that man yeah. come on shut up schlumpe <laughs> <laughs> When you joined the band, were you a Worm fan or a Mike fan or ah uh, both? But I um, I discovered Cryptopsy with uh, Worm and Worms, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I really I was really like uh, Whisper Supremacy. I really like that uh, that album. Um, and Daniel Beg was different, but still good. But it was still different. So that's why when I joined the band. Uh, I liked uh, maybe you can notice maybe on the live album that I like to do the Worms album like more in the wormy dirty dirty yeah, yeah. and um, like the Mike song more like he was singing like, just trying to to reprodu reproduce that kind of uh, ambience that which is very important yeah Yeah, I find it cool. And then after, after that, yeah, I had some comments. Ah, oh, you need to find your own personality, whatever. Yeah, it's not because I don't have personality. It's just because I wanted to do it that way as an honor. And you didn't have a chance to record an album either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you surprised when Worm came back after you? Is that something that you thought would ever happen? Mm, I was surprised, but I was happy. I can say And I was like, man, this is your shoes. So, man, it's all right. Maybe maybe the way that happened, uh, yeah, maybe we could talk more about it. And even at that time, we were... Because I had a hard time about uh, writing lyrics. It's not because I had, didn't have ideas. It's because I have maybe a hard time to put that on papers. Uh... So we we already thought about maybe like Worms write the lyrics and then I was singing something like that, but uh, maybe my lack of presence at that time discouraged they, they, that. They, they were fed up. Yeah, exactly. So what I can do? It's the past. It's now, and now I'm here with you. I just sing a song with all of you on stage, and Flo is happy to see me, and that's. And I'm happy to see him as well So that's really fucking cool That's life eh? that's, that's life Time yeah. heals all wounds And <laughs> beers yes. are good <laughs> Yes, pineapple beer <laughs> um, Do you envision staying in Essen? Staying in Europe? I don't know what's gonna happen For now um, My flat is here I have my job here I want to stay in Europe for sure I like it so much. That was my dream. And I want to stay here to um, keep on evolving in an artistic way. I'm not saying that because there's no artistic ways in Quebec or uh, in Montreal or in Canada, whatever. It's just because what I want to reach 
it's the the source the roots I, of what I want uh, it's here like yeah my it, my main inspirations are coming from here so that's why uh, I, I want to I just moved like two years ago so I didn't um, I, I, I'm a new one here So maybe after 10 years, then maybe I will figure out, okay, I did my thing, what I need to do in Europe. So now maybe I got to go back to Quebec. But for now, man, I just arrived and I'm still digging into uh, mud because, yes, I'm digging to mud to uh, stay here because the bureaucracy here and everything is so fucking complicated. And yes, but everything will go well. And yes, I don't know if it's going to be SN for all the time, but interrupt for sure. That's sick. <laughs> I hope it works out. I'm sure it will. Oh, it will. When you want, man, all my wills is there, man. That's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the cards will line up. Everything's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Well, Martin, th- thank you so much for sitting down with me. Yes, man. I appreciate it was a pleasure, you being, man. Uh, so honest. Uh, you're an excellent artist. I had a lot of fun on stage Thank with you tonight. Man. Oh man, it you was really fucking well. awesome, really man. Well. The crowd was amazing. Yes, yes. Yeah. I hope that we could uh, show some videos. Soon yes, absolutely. The, That'd be great. You know. Yeah. Yes. Cheers, brother. Thank you so much. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for listening to Vox and Hops episode number 18 with Martin. I love him. He's so funny just sitting there when I, like, when I edit these podcasts. It's a flashback to being with him. And he's just such a likable dude. He's got such a great, great sense of humor, uh, excellent little <laughs> gags and jokes. And uh, I, I like where his mindset is now. I like uh, his creativity. Stuff that I thought was super special is how he keeps certain albums as something precious to him that he doesn't want to know too well so that it can still surprise him. That's something that I always wish that I have the patience to do, but I tend to over-listen to albums when I like them, so uh, props to Martin for that. Um, my beer of the week, so Matt's beer of the week of this week leading up into February 1st, was a Russian Imperial Stout from the Dunham Brasserie, Brasserie Dunham up here in Quebec, and it is a Stout Imperial Russe à l'érable from 2018, and uh, it is also a Noisette, so that means that it is a... Imperial Russian Stout, which was brewed with maple syrup and also with some hazelnuts. And I have to tell you, I I purchased this. I was wary because I do not like when my beers are too sweet. And, you know, being Canadian, I sort of had to succumb to try this maple syrup beer. And I have to tell you that it was absolutely delicious. It was boozy, yet super nutty because of the the hazelnuts. And just the right, right hint of sweetness. It was an absolutely delicious beer and I strongly suggest it for people out there that like boozy Russian Imperial Stouts with yet a nice balance of sweetness to it without it being too sugary and you know like candy-esque flavor not it's not too dessert wine it's more very very well balanced beer so a uh, big shout out to uh Brasserie dunham for having uh, my beer of the week this week coming up on the podcast next week i sit down with a fellow singer once again staying true to the vox and hops name more so than uh, in the past uh, i sit down with sven the singer of aborted and uh, as you know i hope you know that uh cryptopsy is going back out on tour with with aborted this coming March over the hell over America. 
We had so much fun in Europe that now we are coming to the States for all of y'all. So it's going to be aborted, cryptopsy, benighted, and hideous divinity. So you check that out in the description. I'm going to have a, a place where you can buy some ticket links to check out where this tour is coming exactly. And I will also include the video of Martin doing Graves of the Fathers with me. So check that all out. Make sure you do not miss this tour. Hell over America is going to be fucking amazing. It's going to be just night after night, just a pure brutality and blast beats and a whole bunch of 80s references. <laughs> As always, if you ever want to become a sponsor, if you have any questions, if you have any beers that you would like to share with me, that you would uh, like me to share with some of my guests, hit me up at matt at voxandhops.com. I'm wishing you the best of the weekend. Drink some great beers. Hang out with your friends. Send me some pictures of what you're drinking. I'm super interested. All the best, and have a great week. Cheers. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel... They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.